friends and make new friends. Um, and actually, I was down there for two weeks with the advance trip, and the first week and also the second week, God just like spoke like so clearly and specifically um, to me about my life. Um, it was like unmistakable, and He can do that anywhere, but He chose to do it in Belize for me this time. Um, and it was just it was really encouraging um, just to hear from Him and. It didn't even have to do with, like, stuff in Belize. It was just, like, stuff in my life that I was going through or had gone through or, like, that was on my heart. And God was, like, every day when I was in the Word, He was, like, I'm going to give you this verse and speak this into your life. And it was just so awesome because I had been praying for Him to speak about certain things for a really long time. Um, And then um, this year in Belize, we got to hang out a lot with... um, just our friends in Libertad and just the people in Libertad, like we would hang out here. And because of that, God changed my heart for Belize. Um, just my the relationships I had um, were strengthened and deepened, and um, I'm just excited for the future God has for me there and the future God has for a bunch of us there. Um, and I don't know, I think it's just going to be really awesome. And um, a cool thing that happened is I made a new friend named Jacqueline, and she is um, in her 40s, and we just hit it off almost right away. And um, her husband works out of Libertad, and so he was visiting for their anniversary for a few days while we were there. And as he was leaving, Jacqueline, um, or I guess Elma, the um, worship pastor's wife, called me over, and she's like, hey, I want you to pray over Jacqueline and her husband. And I was like, okay. And so I did, and um, afterwards, Jacqueline was like, I'll never forget that, and my husband will never forget that, like what you prayed. And it was just so cool to have that opportunity. Um, and then another, one more cool thing, um, Sarah and I got to share with the women of Libertad. We had like a women's outreach day, and we painted nails and um, just did hair and stuff. And um, Sarah and I got to share a lot about God's love. Um, for us and for the women that were there and um, just how beautiful God had made them and how he sees them through his eyes. And we got to talk about the lies that we can believe from Satan and the truth that sets us free from those lies, which was meant a lot to me that we got to speak that because um, a lot of these women just don't seem to have purpose or value because they're not treated with that. Um, a lot of the time. And so it was so cool to have that opportunity just to share that with them. And yeah, that's it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, you want to go? Let's do the Inman sisters. Yeah, what do you say? Becca Inman. Hey. 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 Hey, you took my spot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I guess I'll just start off talking about how um, I wasn't even actually supposed to go on the trip this year. Um, I was going to kind of take the summer off to job search and take some summer classes. Lots of fun. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this was actually the first year that I wasn't going to go since I was 17. And um, it was really hard for me. Like, I'm probably pretty sure that I cried when Justice and Amy went to the conference, the PPM conference in the spring. But um, it was just really crazy how 
it happened all like literally the week before just kind of like bam 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 okay I'm going now like and it was just kind of it was really crazy and ridiculous and but yeah it was just kind of like especially interesting because of what God has been doing in my life so far this summer just some really really big walls that I've had built up for years um that he just totally broke through completely this year and um so it was really really interesting to be able to go to Belize um because last summer I went down for five weeks, and um, it was awesome, but my heart was very hardened about certain things, so I don't really feel like last year, um, even though I was there for a longer period of time, that God did so much work in my life personally, and that's not what mission trips are all about, but right. lots of times you'll be surprised on mission trips, God does do a lot of work inside of your own heart. Um, and so it was very interesting. This was the first year in a while that I just had a very open mind and an open heart, about what God was going to do in my life and in other people's lives, maybe even through me. So um, it was just really crazy, and it was very last minute. So it was not like there were months of preparation of me thinking, "Oh, what's be, what's going to happen in Belize?" Like I need to make sure I read my Bible every day so I'm ready to go. Like it was just like, "Oh, surprise! Leaving next Friday!" Like um, so that was very interesting. Um, I really prayed about it a lot because I wasn't very sure um, at first that I should go, but um, it was pretty evident that I was supposed to be there. Um, I got to reconnect with um, one of the mothers in the village that I've been close with for several, couple years. Um, I've been close with her nephews and her kids ever since my first year down, and um, it was just kind of like a surprise thing that I got to see her, because she lives in Belize, like half the time, Belize City half the time, so... um, but uh, it was just like a surprise one day. I was doing the food bagging ministry, and she was like, oh, hey, Daisy, like, what's going on? And um, I just got to sit there for like half an hour and just talk and share with her and listen to her about how her life has been going. She's gotten married in the last year, and she um, got saved last year. And uh, it was just amazing to get to catch up with her. And um, that was probably one of my highlights of the whole week because I was uncertain that I was going to be able to see her at all. So, um it was really amazing, and um, was it the last night that we had testimonies? Yeah, the last night, the last service, we had some testimonies um, I shared, which wasn't expecting to do, but um, I was like, <laughs> funny story, though, because, like, literally none of us that shared testimonies talked to each other at all about what we were sharing, and all of it was like, bam, bam. oh, okay, that's like, it lo- literally looked like we'd been planning for, like, weeks on what to share. But um, it was just amazing, and, like, Mike shared his testimony, which I'm sure he'll talk about, but um, it was just, like, you could just feel the Holy Spirit in the room. Like, it was crazy, and it was amazing, and it was awesome. God is awesome. Everything is awesome. Oh, no, that's, that, that's not a worship song. Is that a worship song? No, I'm confused. Okay. Everything is Austin. Hey. Okay, um, so my name's Austin. Um, and Hi, Austin. I went on this. <laughs> so I went on this mission trip, and this is the first one I've been on. Um, and I knew last year that I kind of wanted to go, but I didn't really talk about it much. Anyway, I ended up going, and I kind of had some things that I thought about that the mission trip was going to be. Um, I thought, oh yeah, we're gonna go down to these people who don't know Jesus. We're gonna share Jesus with them. And I was like, I got down there, and I was like, that's not what we're doing here. And, um, but it was really cool to just see, like, um, Pastor Vaughn always talks about when we walk out of this building, we are on the mission field. Mm-hmm. And so what I thought I was going down to Central America to do 
was what I should be doing every day at work. Amen. And it was really cool one morning in my quiet time when God was just like, you should do this when you go back, when you go to work. And what you're doing here is to serve these people and to serve me and just to minister to them. Um, and so that was really cool. Um, yeah, it was just really cool to see that um, and to know that um, that's just our job every day when we leave, when we walk out of the church, Amen. is to share God. Um, he also really just showed me uh, in one of my uh, quiet times just how much like we're supposed to be imitators of Christ. And if we don't know who he is, we can't do that. All right. Um, and so he really just showed me that like if I'm going to do this Christian thing, <laughs> uh, I, I got to know him first and love Amen. him first. Amen. And then I can go from there. So Amen. it was really cool. That's good. Wow. Amen. Everything is awesome. Okay. I'm staring at you. Steve Grunder. Okay, the question is, is it Grunder? Is it Grunder? Is it Grunder? Is it Grinder? He is going to tell, this is the question everybody's been asking, I know, and we're going to find out in a moment. You ready to get the answer? Come on up here, Steve, whatever your name is. I think I'll handle it like a soap opera. Just string that <laughs> out for another, you know, week. Come back next week and hear the answer to that question. Um, since it's very important, apparently. Um, you can say whatever you want. So uh, this year... Uh, down in Belize, this is my third year going, and it was uh, it was great. I think one of the things that uh, made a big impression on me was uh, I felt like uh, this year we were in partnership um, even more than ever before, I think, with the church down there and the Christians down there. And I really felt a sense uh, this time of just a number of different things I could list the activities, but a number of different ways, the food distribution, the painting of the uh, Sunday school building, the um, just working with the kids, playing soccer and things like that, um, building the chicken coops, you know, there was just, to me it felt like there was much more partnership than there has been in, in years past as opposed to us, you know, being from somewhere else coming down there and, and, and doing our thing. I felt like we really did it together. Um, and uh, as far as things that God showed me, he's been working with me on uh, spending a lot more time in prayer throughout the day as I go through my day and, 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 and do things and uh, working with me on trying to constantly stay in the stream of what he's doing as opposed to getting off on doing my thing where I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing my work or I'm taking care of things in my way, you know, and uh, the first the first day down there, I really had to do that. Um, stay in prayer because uh, I wasn't feeling well really for the first time that I've been down there kind of a little bit taken out and so I didn't have anything else I could do except pray and so um, that was uh, something that I want to bring back here and uh, spend time throughout the day praying with praying about different things people that I um, am dealing with at work or home or you know just out and about and look for opportunities uh to see what God's doing. What does he want me to do in this situation as opposed to just, yeah, I mean, I could go to the store and 
you know, get my list of items and, and go back home and, you know, mission accomplished. But what, is, what does God want to do? Is there somebody out there that, um, that needs prayer, that wants to talk, that I can, um, just have a, have a chance to, uh, stay, you know, like I said, stay in the stream of what God's doing as opposed to what my agenda is. So, um, that was one thing that I brought back from Good. that. Good. Um, and then kind of the final thing, uh, uh, kind of along with that is I feel like God's wanting me to um, uh, be ready to share my faith more often as a part of daily life. And, and one of the things that uh, uh, he taught me during the trip was uh, Dan gave the Sunday school lesson um, the first Sunday morning. I was down there, and he talked about persecution and the many forms that it uh, can take. And I think there's a lot of ways that we uh, compromise and allow what we might think of as kind of minor persecution to uh, stop us from from sharing our faith, from uh, getting involved in people's lives, and uh, accomplishing what God's trying to do through us. So that's another thing that I'm trying to uh, pay more attention to as I stay more in prayer and as I look for what God wants me to do every single day, you know, different parts of the day, make sure that I'm not allowing any kind of opposition to um, to stop me from from doing what he he wants me to do. That's good. Good. Good work. We have a we have another uh, one, but I don't know the la- how to pronounce the last name. So Ben's going to come up. Maybe he'll tell us. Maybe Ben will tell us how to pronounce the last name. It's what however you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I say Grinder, but it's whatever. Um, so this year was my first year going to Belize, and I went down for two weeks, some special weeks. Um, <laughs> no, but it's really good. Um, it was really cool, and it, it was like a humbling experience. The first week, um, I talked to Dan about some things. We had a really good conversation. Like The first week was almost kind of like a retreat almost, and that, that sounds kind of bad, like we're going down to Belize for a retreat, <laughs> like, but it was cool. Um, it was like camp, camp for us who didn't get to have a camp almost. So um, one of the things that I was dealing with was kind of like pride issues almost, and me and Dan really talked about that. And so when I went down there um, to see these people like in poverty and stuff, and I'm thinking like, oh, we need to help these people, and like we're here to make things better. But then to see like still the people down there who love Jesus – we're still, like, at peace in that situation. Like, um, even though they didn't have everything, there were still people who needed Jesus and, like, loved Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know, I have so much, but I'm not always chasing after Jesus. Like, I'm not better than these people, you know? Right. <laughs> like, so it was almost like they were ministering to me a lot, too. Um, and another thing is it was really cool to connect with some of the younger guys there. They don't have a lot. Um, they're not really in the church a lot, and they don't have a lot to do, so they end up, like, Mainly just playing sports and smoking marijuana. Like, that's what they do all day. <laughs> and so it was cool. Me and Austin have some young guys there, like, early, you know, me and Austin, um, like, 18, 19. They, there's a lot of guys there that age who the church doesn't really, isn't really able to reach out to them too much. They have VBS, and then they have some stuff for, like, the older people. And so for us to be able to play sports with them, like, football and uh basketball was really cool because even if we didn't have like a whole lot of deep conversations with them and that's been a time we were able to plant some seeds and like we invited them to church and i think a couple guys showed up on the last night right so that was really cool to see them coming back and like 
I still have conversations with a few of them on Facebook. So just like continue to have that relationship going is like really cool for future years, and hopefully like we can continue to um, minister to them. And it, it was a really great experience, and I look forward to going next year. So awesome, great, awesome, Laura. Laura with her lovely, with her love with her lovely pearls. Hey, I was, the other shirt matched it better. I, <laughs> I like the pearls. What did yeah. I say? Okay, well I'm Laura. Obviously, um, this was my third year going. I went in 2011, and then Justice and I went for a month last year, and then this year we went for two and a half weeks, and we led a trip from uh, Pennsylvania our first week while the advanced team was in Quarlesall. We were we were actually only five minutes away from them. And uh, there are two main things that God was showing me. It was a real blessing to be near Corazal, which is right by the Bay of the Ocean. And so for both weeks, we got to spend a lot of our devo time, like devotional time with the Lord, by the ocean. And that's just wonderful because I feel like the Lord is always there and the Lord's everywhere. But you just feel the breeze, you know, you're like, oh, Lord, hi. Um <laughs> And so that was a, it was a real blessing. And I think most of what I learned and received from the Lord was during those devotional times. And there are two main things. One, um, there's a lot of points in my life. There have been a lot of points in my life when I've thought something I was doing was futile, was meaningless, was just not worth doing because there was no worth in it or no value to it. And, uh, the two weeks in Belize were no exception, and so there were multiple times when I thought, why am I doing this? This just, there's no point to it. And the Lord showed me one day in my devotions, I opened up into the Psalms, um, Psalms 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so I was like, oh, let's meditate on that. And the Lord was like, keep reading. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I think five and six say something like commit your way to the Lord, trust him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the cause of, um, your justice, like the noonday sun. And so it was a reminder that if I commit my way to the Lord and trust him, he will make my righteousness shine like the, the dawn. Um, no matter, I mean, there, there are things that we can do that are futile, but I believe that this was not one of them. I just felt that way and we can't believe you know, how we feel a lot of the time. It's it's belief. It's believing the truth. And so I needed to be told, again, that if I commit my way to him, that he will make my righteousness shine like that on, even if I don't think that. Um, that it is, God is working through it, and he will do what he has planned to do through that. And so that was very um, encouraging as I went, you know, through my day. I just need to commit my way to the Lord, and he will make my righteousness shine like the dawn. The second thing was, um, most of you know, or some of you know, I have a lot of stomach issues, and um, I had the pastors pray over me the day before we left, I think, Tuesday. And when they were praying, I don't usually have visions or whatever, but I was just, you know, praying with them, and I saw Jesus, and he asked me, do you want to be healed? And I said, yes, like this was all in my mind. And he said, he motioned toward me, and he said, walk in faith. And so... I got up from that meeting, and I was like, sweet, I have a theme for this year in Belize. It's just walk in faith. And that's what I did the two weeks I was there, two and a half weeks I was there. And it didn't, it wasn't easy. It didn't make it less difficult. I still had stomach aches, and I still had trials. But I walked in faith, and it gave me um, purpose and um, encouragement to keep walking. And I think that the Lord 
And Lauren's kind of funny in this. Um, I get back from Belize and I don't walk in faith. <laughs> and I'm like, there's multiple things that fell apart two or three days after. And it's all spiritual warfare. I know the devil doesn't like what he, you know, what God did in my life. And so I got home and things fell apart. And the Lord was like, hey, just because you're home from Belize and you don't have a stomachache right now, doesn't mean you can't, you know, you don't walk in faith. Like we're asked to walk in faith in every aspect of our lives and not just like our trouble spots and not just in our two weeks in Belize. So I was really thankful. The Lord through justice also reminded me that I'm to walk in faith all the time and not just in certain aspects of my life. So that's what I learned in Belize. That's good. Really good. Really good. Amen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh, so this was my second year in Belize, and I was a little worried this year because our first year we had a, a pretty good church group that we met up with and teamed up with, and we all, I guess, we bonded in that uh, first day. But uh, this year was definitely a lot more special. <laughs> um, I first showed up in Belize, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Everyone's here, and they're they're all in good in shape and not injured or anything, except for maybe Austin." <laughs> and then uh, I was. It took me a while to get out of my shell, I guess you could say. And uh, I was like, "Oh man, I, okay. I don't know much about these people from this other group." this year, and I was kind of hoping that we would be able to bond together well so that we would work as one group and set a good example for the people in the village. And I think it was maybe Wednesday, everyone else from our church had already like bonded with their group, but I was still kind of like off in my own little corner. But then I eventually just decided to sit with entirely no one but from the other group's church and they just like instantly adopted me and it was really funny they named me like their honorary church person or something member <laughs> and it, yeah i had fun then but uh this year this god's definitely opened my eyes more to uh satan's attempts to stray me from the, the my walk with jesus and ever since i've gotten home it's just been like okay this is really obvious Satan, can you please back off? <laughs> and uh, last year, I when you're I came so, back, you're so respectful. Can you please, uh, <laughs> get me behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last year, I came back from Belize, and I was like, okay, cool, this is great. And I'm, I was coming off of my um, uh, spiritual high, and it's just I crashed really hard and didn't walk any further with my walk. But this year's definitely different it's a challenge and i'm making a strong attempt to make my walk further with god amen amen walk the walk sarah sarah wilson okay um (laughs) so this was my fifth time going to belize um And I think, like, the first few years I went, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Everything here is perfect. Everyone's awesome. Like, this place is just totally amazing. And, I mean, you know, it is an awesome place. Um, But I feel like over the past year, a couple of years, God's really opened my eyes to see um, just more of, like, the brokenness that's there and just, like, the reality of what's really going on there. And that was really hard for me last year, and it was 
even harder for me this year. Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It was just like um, one of the nights, uh, the first week, my heart was just like super heavy for the people there. And I had like, I cried several times throughout the trip just for these people. Um, and uh, so this night I was really upset and I was like thinking back to my first year there which was so fun and so amazing, and I was like, God, what happened from my first year to now for me to feel, like, this, like, sad and just, like, this heavy? And God was kind of like, um, well, Sarah, you asked me to give you my heart for these people. And um, when I realized that it was, like, God's heart and it was, like, what I was feeling was just a little, like, glimpse of what God was feeling for these people, um, it was just really cool, uh, because when I was down there, I just saw so much brokenness, and I saw a lot of situations that just looked, um, totally, like, hopeless, and there's, like, some kids that I know down there, and it's just, like, it looks like everything in their life is, like, going against them, and, um, that was really hard to see, but when God told me that, I realized that God is in, like, the most hopeless situations, and, um, his heart is for his people, and, it's always for his people, and it, he never, like, rests from that. Like, he never walks away, and um, he is always there. And um, so that's basically what I learned this year. That's good. That's good. Mike Smith. Was that really you balancing on that thing? Is that, like, a special talent you have? Miking? It's miking. Okay. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Mike. Um, and uh, I, I've been down to Belize a few times now. Uh, uh, so the, I've seen a lot of a lot of these th- things down there, and and. I know I know the people down there pretty pretty well now, and and I just love going back down, and and they're they're my friends, they're they're my family there, um, and so I I love being there and being able to work with them and serve them and and learn about God with them, um, and of course we had a lot of a lot of different things going on this year. We had uh, prayer walks and food distribution, and uh, we painted the Sunday school building for them, and there was these chicken coops, um, which I'm, I'm sure uh, Hannah's got some good stories about that. Uh, but, I mean, the, the thing that I always go down, there's this, one, there's this one guy that I always go down and I'm always trying to find uh, ever, and they call, they call him Ninja down there because he used to be in this gang and, and got in a lot of fights and he's been shot at by the police and he's got this scar on the back of his neck where, where a bullet grazed him and... Um, he's, he's been back and forth about God ever since the first time we've been down there. And I've always said, man, you know, it's really hard to do this on your own. You know, it's, it's hard to fight by yourself when there's so much out there that's trying to stop you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, you know. And I was always trying to get him to, to come to the church. And, you know, sometimes he would attend some services and, and things like that and, um, but you know, I, I could always tell he was resistant to the idea in his mind. You know, 
because he, he didn't feel like that's where he belonged. But this this year, since we've been down there, he's he's had a son, and I can see where his his heart's been changed now, and he's and he's starting to realize like I've got I've got to change what I'm doing because if if even not for myself necessarily, but what's going to happen to my son if I don't change? Mm-hmm. And so. He brought his family up during the concert night we had, um, and the whole family went up there and we prayed with them, and, and they wanted to dedicate their whole family to Christ. Um, and then the next night, and then the next the next night, his family came again to the to this last service we had. And and we're there to to hear the testimonies and and everything that went on and uh, and I think Dan and Burton got to to speak with him outside a little bit and uh, so but he he said he said to me though that I'm I'm going to come back and worship with these guys mm. and and so that was that was an amazing amazing thing for me. It, um, and then also God, God did some things with me too. I, I realized, and, and also talking with Dan a little bit the first week, you know, we, I had all these things that I felt like I had to do to be somebody or to do something for, for my family, for you guys, for, for Belize, for all these things that I thought I had to, to do these things. Out of, and I was like, why can't I be what I'm supposed to be? But I realized that that, that was a lie. It's not under my power that I'm supposed to do these things. It's it's through His power, Amen. and it's only through His power. Amen. And so when I got up there and, they, and Justice asked me to share that last service about my story, we talked as Becca was talking about things that are weighing you down or these chains, and we have that that song that we sing sometimes about it. He breaks every chain, breaks every chain, and you know I I can actually sing that now and and believe it because Amen. that's. He did that for me. Awesome. That is good, amen. So, Hannah, I need you to explain the chicken coop thing. Because we heard about chicken coops being built, and people were like, what? I thought we were going out there to witness the people. And then when the chicken coop picture came up, you guys like all jumped up and down like this is a big deal. <laughs> Why are you building chicken coops? Come, tell us. <laughs> so, um, Libertad is located in the northern part of Belize, and it is quite impoverished. Um, most families struggle to find food. Um, and because of a lot of broken families, there isn't always, like, a main provider for the household. And even when there is a main provider for the household, he often works away and doesn't always come back. And it's not like they're just throwing money in the bank account and then going to the ATM and getting it. You know, it's like he has to come all the way home. The dad or the man in the home would have to come all the way home to deliver money to the family. So there's a lot of... um, kind of barely scraping by that takes place in the village. So um, PPM approached us and said, hey, guys, this village seems like it would be a great place to do, um, build some chicken coops um, under the supervision of the church there and kind of leave that in their care. And then they would be able to use the profits then to actually feed parts of the village and kind of expand this. So we ended up building two chicken coops. Um, no, no. <laughs> I just, I just, it's just, you know, 
who does construction here? Who does like construction-y type thingy things? Anyone in this building? Okay, so some of you do construction-y type thingy things here in the United States where, you know, you go to the store and you say, like, I need this thing. Can you have it here on Monday? I'm going to come pick it up. Okay, if you want it there on Monday in Belize, you got to go in every day for a week ahead of time, and then you're going to have it on Tuesday the next week, okay? So let me just tell you that the fact that the chicken coops are constructed and that there are chickens, the other thing I had to find, chickens. Oh, it's just so much craziness. Anyways, but there are chickens in the chicken coops, 33 of them. And so just in and of itself, that is a miracle. I mean, one day I spent like four and a half hours driving around a village trying to find a man named Narciso because I needed these wood posts. And it was a really, it's a really long story, but eventually I found a different guy named Narciso who introduced me to another guy named Narciso <laughs> who also introduced me to another guy whose name was not Narciso. His name was Leo. Anyways, Leo gave me wood posts, but basically like you just have to trust the lord with stuff sometimes and that was like kind of the deal for the chicken coop so it was like all right god you bring on the wood posts like so anyways that's the plan with the chicken coops okay this one so it's a, it's an awesome idea because yeah. this is to really help microfinance help help poor people feed those in need that's awesome all right who did we are you going to share or are you going to share at a later time later time Okay. Dan? Dan and Justice. We saved the best for last. No, I'm just kidding. It's all good. It's all good. Do I need to introduce Dan Benson? No. We all know and love Dan. We know how to pronounce my last name. Yes, we do. Benson. Benson. Um, I'm not. Um... This was probably, this is my third year I went down, and this is by far the best spiritual experience I've had down in Belize in a long time, anywhere. Um, when we were done uh, from my journal and what I remember in 14 days, I wrote down 33 significant spiritual things that I saw or I experienced or God used me through or what happened in 14 days. Did you say 33? 33. You got 30, 33 chickens? Oh it's a sign. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. What's the 33 chickens? Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I'm do a Jack Sparrow thing. So you're not going to like... You're, you're, you're not going to read 33 things, are you? No. Okay, just to make it... Dan knows that I love him, so I can tease him. Yes, you can. I love you, Dave. Most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, how much? Uh, I can't do that. Um, the reality is, is you know what God remembers about our lives, and what we're going to be judged for is our relationships, all the things that we do. And where our heart is. And I think the big things that impressed me, you know, was like, just Sarah and Kayla, your heart for those girls. And your ministry to them. You know, scripture talks about a woman's real beauty is from within. And and that spirit that's within her. 
and you know, been down there a couple times with both of you, and to see that come out really this year, and God rewarded restoring a relationship that you didn't get to, you know, to get back and connect and see God reward all that in your heart. Uh, just two of the most beautiful girls that I've had a privilege to being around and hanging around, and to watch just God use you and work through you is just really cool. Um, my relationship with Steve, uh, we've been down here before and been at camp together, and I just really appreciate Steve because, in a real sense, uh, a mentor for me and someone to play off of, and we've had conversations where we just sit down and we just talk about stuff, and it's good to have him there. Um, ben and Austin, uh, to see you guys connect with uh, the guys playing basketball and soccer, to put you in the challenge of giving you two the responsibility of building one of the chicken coops on your own to kind of test you and put you outside your box. And it was difficult, right? And just kind of let them have that and kind of push them in that to see them to respond to that and take that challenge and get the job done was just absolutely great. Um, To see Ben change and really the things that he talked about and how God spoke to him and, and as he testified, it was cool. Um, Mike, you, know, you already talked about that. And just to be there and just watch God's change you was just really cool. Um, the really big things was, and it was difficult because this is the first where I didn't have any role. You know, Mike called me a few days before we left. He said, are you going to have a problem that you're not going to be in charge because I'm not going, Hannah's going to be in charge? <laughs> and my first thought was, and this was honest, do I tell him what I really feel or do I tell him what he needs to hear? <laughs> and um, so it was kind of interesting. It really went down there. I didn't have much, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Well, I'm, knowing I'm, I'm in charge of the chicken coops. <laughs> And uh, so, but, and the reality is it was about relationships. And that's what I was there for. And the big relationship was Joe West and his wife and having the opportunity to minister to them and deal with a big issue in their life because Joe Jr., their oldest son, is in prison. And he has been charged with murder. And... When we got down there, both parents didn't really think that Joe Jr. really knew the Lord at this time and had not known the Lord for a long time and actually openly confessed that he didn't believe. So we got an opportunity really to connect. I spent a lot of time with Joe. I learned so much about him. And we spent time together. We walked through the village together. We visited homes together and really, really got to connect with him and really understood where his heart was. I just fell in love with Joe so much and felt his pain. And it was difficult because even talking with his wife when we talk about trying to encourage her and support her and dealing with her son in prison, she always cried and she was hanging on me and it was like very difficult. So as the Lord worked it out, the very last day we were there, Wednesday, I was able to go with Joe to visit his son in prison. It was a ten-and-a-half-hour journey to get there and to come back using public transportation for a 30-minute visit. And it was worth every second. Uh, I really got to connect with Joe. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. 
And the reality is, is we got there and we sat down. And Joe Jr. started talking about that, you know, yeah, I believe in Jesus now. So I challenged him on it, and I said, is this simply, my, my concern is this is simply a, uh, I want Jesus to punch my ticket to get out of jail card. <laughs> and he said, and he said, and this is what he literally said. No, Mr. Benson, it is not that at all. This is not based on my circumstances. Whether I spend the rest of my life in jail or I get out tomorrow, I'm going to follow Christ. And the real thing that just sat back and watched, all I did was ask one question, and all this marvelous stuff happened. And then he said, and he looked at his dad. Now, we're at a table that's about this wide. The two of us, Joe and I, are sitting together, and there's this big plastic, and there's a big wall, and he's on the other side, and there's holes in the plastic that we can speak through. It's not very technical. It's just really difficult. You had to sit there and really kind of talk loud. And we're both sitting there. We've got our arms on the table, and we're sitting down. And then Joe Jr. said this. He said, the big key was that I remember the teachings of my father. And Joe's very stoic. It takes a while for him to loosen up around you. And, you know, after been there a couple times, and later in the week he got really joking and kind of opened up. He's a very stoic guy. He's just that consistent rock. And his head just fell down on his arms. And he just, I knew what was going on. But to watch that happen and that connectedness. And when we got back that night at 5 o'clock, we had service that night. And uh, connected, you know, for the first time, Joe Jr.'s mom could talk about her son and had a big smile on her face. It didn't matter that her son was in jail and what happened to him, that her son was saved and was following Christ was the only thing that mattered. And the other big thing was is be able to connect with Brandon Brooks. Uh, we had one of the great spiritual con- conversations Wednesday night while that service was going on inside the church and God was moving. All sorts of good things were happening outside the church. We witnessed to five different guys. We double team ninja, and I believe we had an agreement in the Lord, and we both told him, and I mean, we're looking at each other, and we're talking this, and we're connecting. And we told him, we, we believe you're the guy that God has called to change his town. And what Brandon said, you know, God called Moses, and if Moses wouldn't have gone, Israel would not have been delivered. He said, think about that. He said, God's calling you. And so that was really, really cool. Uh, it was a great conversation. We had a great time witnessing to the guys outside. We had a great, it was just absolutely spectacular. I really gained a friend, and we're connected. And um, that was really cool. And the last thing I want to say about a relationship was, I want to talk about Hannah. No, it's not that. What happened in Belize stays in Belize, okay? All the best, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. No. I want to say one thing. You know, Brandon has a song. He's a PK kid. And he has a song, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't even know me. I thought I knew Hannah, but I didn't. And um, what I discovered was that I saw Sarah when she was 24 years old. 
we had a couple incidences where we kind of realized that we were kind of thinking alike and was thinking the same things. And I realized, because I'm really connected to my daughter, the reason why I'm connected because that was all there. And that was to really see Hannah. I keep keeps I want to say Sarah. Um, to see Hannah take charge and to run the two weeks and overcome all these difficult problems, never got down, determined, pushing, positive, attention to detail, caring about other people, watching her doing her quiet time in her spiritual life, and to seeing all of that going on was just absolutely awesome. And uh, just really encouraged me, and I want to encourage Dave and Diane, that that Hannah's headed down the same road that I am so proud of where Sarah is. She's at 32. I just cannot wait to see what God's going to do in her life and how that's going to work out. And and reality is, so my big mission here, I thought what God called me down here was relationships, and that's what I really wanted to talk about. And to see God use that and work that, and just to really God's pushing. Oh, and the other thing I forgot. uh, One other thing, but last thing, last thing, last thing. When we got into our first retreat, we get out of the car. We're getting out of the car. We're five, pe- you know, six people pied in a, in a car that didn't hold everything. And that was a whole story I'm not going to get into. And we get out of the car, and we're unloading. And we have the bottom building and the upper buildings of one little room, and there's this guy up on the balcony, and he's drunk. And he's up there just talking stuff. And my first thought, my first thought, Oh, no, I've got a drunk next door that we're going to have to deal with. And this is the old cop mind coming out of my own background. You know, I've got to deal with another drunk. And his name was Thomas. Lo and behold, the very next morning, we're having quiet time. And guess who God sends over to sit next to me and ask me what I'm doing here? And, you know, Ben and Austin were there. And so it was really a great time because I got to witness to him, and uh, he wasn't very open. But it was good, I think, for Austin and Ben, too, because we talked about sharing and witnessing how to do that. And, I, and, and it was really a great experience. So everything was about relationships. Everything was about witnessing. Everything was about growing in Christ and encouraging people, one another. My ministry was to encourage and to support. All I did was encourage the Joe for the West family. And just encourage them and just, you know, we're there. I told him, you know, and I told Joe Jr., you got people praying for you. You know, and he realized, I told him, he said, you realize, you know, this was a drunken fight, wasn't it? He said, yes. And I said, you realize that you could have died that night, not the other guy. And he said, yes. And I said, you know, God's given you a second chance. And he didn't give that other guy a check. Do you understand God's grace? I said, do you understand that? And he said, oh, yes. So... It was all about encouragement, and I think that's one of my gifts. I think I have the gift of encouragement. So it was an opportunity to, to really exercise that. And uh, it was a real great blessing. Um, and it was just a marvelous, marvelous. And there's 25 other things that I didn't even talk about. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Justice, you're going to close us out. I want to worship the Lord, so I'm not going to go, you know, super long here. Okay, so um, the trip was great. Our church was great. I could go on and on about how I saw each person on the team just really serve and love the Lord. Um, but I'm not going to do that. You guys were awesome. And we did 
I believe that our trip was very successful and that everything we went down to do and to see like happened. So God was very faithful. Um, but this trip was different for me uh, in that I was there two and a half weeks and over the first 10 days I was there, um, you hear about all the awesome stuff in mission trips and you usually don't hear about the hard stuff and I'm not going to go into details about the hard stuff, but this was the first year that I wanted to go home <laughs> and I wasn't even, before like my church even got there, I just, I wanted to go home. I was like, God, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. And uh, it was very difficult um, between things that happened and I was sick and I had a fever and Austin and Hannah did as well. <laughs> we were sickies. Um, but the one thing that I think was most important to me that I walked away with this year was I was convinced of the power of God's love. Mm. And through all of that stuff, I had two options because I was like, God, I want to go home. I knew that um, I was thinking of uh, Hebrews 12 and uh, says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. And... I had like two options with all of this going on, um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, when you're leading trips with Praying Pelican, you're very, very busy, and so I was busier than I was back home, and I had all this stuff going on that I just, I didn't like, and I was like pushing me down, and so I don't know if depressed was the right word, but I wasn't happy about the stuff that was going on, and, and uh, I thought of that verse, and I thought of... Um, but when we were preparing to come this year, Mike and I sat down and he was like, the thing that I think we didn't do well last year was making time to pray and time to spend with the Lord. And so um, I had a choice at the beginning of the week and I knew that either I could choose to just kind of push through it on my own and um, get upset and be angry with things that were happening or I could run to Jesus and fix my eyes on him. And so... Um, by the Lord's grace, that is what I did, and um, I decided, you know what, I need to get up, and I need to spend time in the Word, and so 5 a.m., the sun's coming up, and I would grab my Bible, and I would go out there, um, because I never had time to sit by the ocean except once, because I was busy doing other things, so everyone else got to sit by the ocean Whoa. for their quiet times. Um, I was always too busy to do that, but um, I knew that I needed to seek the Lord, and um, because I had been praying, um, and I had even shared with uh, my leadership at IGY, one of the things I wanted to pray for was, like, I wanted, like, Paul, I wanted to be able to say that, like, knowing Christ was better than anything else, um, and I feel like God really started to answer that prayer for me, because in the midst of this, as I was spending time in the Word, and spending time in prayer, and seeking the Lord, I felt joy in the midst of of many non-joyful things. Um, <laughs> and I realized like that came from my relationship with Christ and sacrificing sleep in order to get up and spend time with the Lord. And so taking that back home, I encouraged the team the last day, you come back home from a mission trip and you're exhausted and you're tired. And um, the Lord really spoke to me, you know, you can't come home you need to go home and you need to rest physically some, but you can't go home and rest from your relationship with me. Amen. And that has happened in past years where I come home from camp or I come home from Belize and I'm just, I'm like exhausted. And 
So I'm like, oh man, I gotta get up and read my Bible. Like, oh, God did awesome stuff, but I'm so tired. And the Lord was like, no, you need to keep pursuing me. And so came home, and fortunately there was a hammock. Faith got a hammock while we were gone. And so <laughs> I got to lay out in the hammock, a peaceful place, to have my quiet time. But um, the Lord, I believe, did many awesome things in Belize. And he showed me a lot of stuff. But for me, like the best part of the trip was just going and and seeking the Lord in the middle of things that weren't going well. And so I just want to encourage you as a church, I feel like I'm supposed to encourage you that whatever is going on in your life, like the answer is not to do more things and not to go watch a movie or go do something else to, you know, distract you, okay? When you're upset about things that are going on or you're getting depressed about something, the key is to seek the Lord because that's where we find our joy. If you are seeking the Lord and you're fixing your eyes on Him, the other stuff going on isn't going to matter so much. You will find your joy in the Lord. And that's what the Lord showed me this week. And encourage you to do the same. Find your joy in the Lord, not in your surroundings and your circumstances. Can I use this one worship? Good. So, Amy, you're going to come up. You're going to come at a later time, right? That's what you want, right? Because we're not. Did I miss anybody? No. No, Dan, you can't come back up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's stand. We're going to worship the Lord. Uh, wasn't uh, the uh, we have an awesome team here? Amen. I think one of the uh, themes that we heard today was relationship, and the most important relationship is Jesus Christ Amen. and knowing Him, and that's why we are here to know Him. That's why we have the Word. That's why we gather with saints and pray and worship and do the things that we do. It's all about Him. Amen. It's about knowing Him. So we're going to worship the Lord now, enter into his presence with thanksgiving.